Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Pace. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's an Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. I'm re-watching the Kimball Data 5000 video you just sent me. Uh-huh. And even without the audio of what the Spanish commentators are saying, I'm remembering just how badly they were Are you watching the 10-minute one or just the two-minute one? No, nah, just the two-minute one. Okay. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, in addition to talking about a fight that's four years old, probably, at least. What? Probably even older than that. Yeah, Mike, did you say something? Oh, my bad. I muted myself by by accident. Way more than four years old at this point. I have no concept of time with MMA. I don't know. Eight years, maybe? Eight years? I I I don't know if it's in eight years. You know what? Leave it to me. Wait, one second. I'm going to look Okay, Google. There we go. When did Kimbo Slice pass away? 2016. February 19 is when that fight occurred. Okay, okay. six. I was, I was in the ballpark. Well, I think my Google Home on the other side it. of the house just responded. Great. Not helpful. All right. Um, all right, boys and girls, we're going to talk about UFC 272, the MMA event where at some point I thought, why do I watch this sport? Why do I do a podcast about this sport? This is so fucking stupid. I'm better than all of this. These are all thoughts that rushed through my mind. At some point during the main event. Um, Going to talk about this card this weekend, which is just some fights. um, With a pretty, not even a good main event. A good main event fighter that's going to slaughter the other one is what we got going on. Um, I'm going to let you guys guess which of those two. You know, just put your guesses in. Whether we're talking about Tiago Santos or we're talking about uh, Magomed Ankalov. About who we think is the one that's going to be doing the slaughtering. You find out in about 20 minutes. Um, then uh, do a little stuff we like, where Mike and I are probably going to talk about wrestling a fair amount. Um, for those of you who have not seen seen Batman, our tentative plan is to give our, our, our full Batman, I guess, review would be the best description. And discussion will be next week. Uh, give everybody time to see it between now and then. But everybody, and, and we're going to get a special guest appearance from the fourth member of the crew that week. I don't think there's anything special about it. I mean, it's a guest appearance. <laughs> well, he's like, he he comes like the sixth Power Ranger now, you know? Like, you're going to get the five every episode, and then every so often you're going to get that Yeah, but you're calling Ranger. it the special guest appearance, okay? What if, we, what if we got fucking Batman himself on the podcast? What do you call that one, then? That's not a special guest appearance? He does Fictional, levels. Because Batman's not real. Okay, we get tw- uh, Pattinson. We get Pattinson in here, man. Oh, okay. Now we're uh, talking. Is that not a special? He's a real person. Uh, Stepan's not at the same level of guest as as Pattinson. That guy's Batman. If we get Pattinson in, I'm gonna ask him why he held his wand in Goblet of Fire like a dickhead. Oh, he explained. I watched that in a, in a YouTube video where he talked about holding it like a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I he said. He said it was terrible. He talks about how bad that was. <laughs> you know the fuck he was doing. <laughs> Um, all right, boys and girls, UFC 272 in the books, a card that many wondered, 
And by many, at least all three of us wondered, why are they charging $75 for this? Um, we'll see if the pay ultimately, uh, if, the, if the pay-per-view numbers justify what we're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Just my anecdotal thing, my friends who are uh, very casual, filthy casuals, if you will, I didn't hear a fucking peep from one of them about this pay-per-view. And they had missed a pay-per-view and I got text me about a pay-per-view in like a year, you know. Just saying. Sure. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, it, this one didn't move the needle, but nah. I guess none of the other big ones did, like Francis and Gone either. So I mean, No, they didn't. They, re- they reached out about all of them. I'm saying we didn't hear so a peep about this one. They hadn't reached out. Oh, no. They, pe- they reached out about every pay-per-view. This is the only one they haven't. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, all right. Um, UFC 272. Let's get into it first. Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal. Kobe Covington did some Kobe Covington things, Marcus. We kind of went exactly how all of us said this fight was going to go, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, there really wasn't too many surprises. I, I guess the clamor after the fight, because I was when I watched it, I, I didn't watch it with commentary, so I don't really know how the booth took it in, but it, it, it seemed pretty standard. It was kind of how I thought that fight would play out. Um, I was kind of impressed in the beginning that, you know, Covington didn't, you know, go full throttle at the very beginning. He was kind of tentative. Jorge was throwing some good kicks in the, in the first round. Um, but once Covington, you know, was able to put some pressure on, throw some big looping punches, get Jorge back up against the fence, wait, wait, you shoot said in you didn't on get him. Commentary? Apologize. You didn't get apologize. No, I wasn't listening. To oh, so you missed the I, whole Joe Rogan invents an injury angle that started oh in the first round. I was like, where, I didn't know Joe was where like Colby, really Dr. Joe I... Rogan made an appearance, said Covington's knee might be compromised, which in fairness, he was moving a little weird, but I don't know. The man okay. proceeded to beat Jorge Masvidal's ass for the next 25 minutes, so. I mean, yeah, if there was an injury, it sure didn't seem to slow him down much. Yeah, because, I mean, once Covington was able to kind of, you know, find out, like, okay, I can throw some big looping punches. Jorge's going to respect the power enough to to back up, throw his hands up. I get a good shot on the double leg, and I can convert those into takedowns, you know. Once he was able to start doing that, you know, to Jorge's credit, he did try to get back up. He tried to get to his base. But Covington's just he's, – he's good enough on the ground to ride him – wear him down and it definitely seemed by the second round that a lot of the the fuel was taken out of the tank of jorge um you know of course i think it was in the fourth round jorge finally did manage to to get a good shot in a good counter right hand that had covington wobbled for a second but didn't really capitalize on it didn't you know push that moment to score more didn't find other opportunities was pretty handily you know beaten just by pure aggression pressure and superior wrestling technique which was kind of you know i think what we all thought this fight was going to play out it was going to take something somewhat miraculous from jorge to get another big strikeout and to beat covington because we've seen not only you know is this guy a good pressure fighter he's a really good wrestler who hasn't leaned on those skill sets in quite a while um he's also extremely durable and tough so it was going to take a lot for jorge to win this fight so I'm not ultimately all surprised at the performance, but I guess some people were kind of down on it that they wasn't quite as entertaining or as spectacular as they thought it was going to be. But I don't know we, we, we've seen Covington kind of be more aggressive than he has in the past, but he's never really been in my eyes, like a huge finisher. It's always been an accumulation and Jorge is just a really tough out, you know, unless you can get him with something like Usman did in the second fight, some spectacular shot. The dude's going to be able to eat it and stay in the fight. So I wasn't ultimately all that surprised at the outcome of the fight. It was kind of what I thought was going to happen. And they both executed as well as I thought they were going to. And Covington got the decision much like I thought he was going to. Um, 
we talked about this fight not being worth your money and this card being not worth your money. And my bigger gripe, biggest gripe, I think I may bring it up. Let me just sum up why this wasn't worth your money. You could have missed this entire card and you will have missed no news in MMA. Not a fucking relevant thing happened here, folks. Does it matter that he beat uh, Jorge Masvidal? Really? Jorge Masvidal doesn't need to win fights, I don't think. At least, I mean, if he wants to be champion, he does. But Jorge Masvidal is in the Nate Diaz division. You know, it the Conor McGregor division. Co- it also doesn't help Covington at all either because Usman is still the champ and him beating Masvidal. Masvidal now is on a three-fight losing streak. It does nothing to get him close to another title Well, let shot. me, I mean, Mike, don't worry because uh, we got Kobe out there calling out lightweights. Um, called out, I had to go back and look up online what he said. Because I I got the word um, Poirier, I think, came out of his mouth or, or something like that, or New Orleans. And then he said some shit, and then I didn't get a word of it, honestly. Uh, he wants to fight Poirier, and he called Poirier's wife a Jezebel and said something about the kid. Which, it wasn't okay when Conor McGregor did it. Don't be the second guy, though, if you're going to do something like that. I, I'm just saying, like, now you're both ripping someone off and you're being a terrible person. That's two. Um, yeah, Dana White, they asked Dana White about him fighting Poirier, and they're, and he's like, okay, then what? What does that do? What are you doing? Are you going to stay at, well, you're going to go to, you're going to go stay at lightweight? You're going to go up to middleweight? Or are you going to just stick around and we're going to keep, you're going to keep fighting until we think you're ready for a third shot at the title? Like, Mike, what do we, I mean, Kobe's, well, the, 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 we're running out of gas on this bullshit, right? And he's just trying to get every dollar he can. That's my assessment, yes. at least. Okay. And... As much as I hate Kobe Covington, the dude is kind of smart with his marketing. Um, he knows he's n- in no way going to get a third title shot anytime soon, especially, I mean, let's face it, he's never going to get another title shot with Usman still being the champion. And with that being said, he might as well try to grab as much money as possible. And Well, apparently he didn't get any piece of the pay-per-view. Damn. According to at least Jorge Masvidal said, because Jorge Masvidal, I mean, you got to listen to Jorge, I guess, if you want, but... At the weigh-ins when he said, hey, Colby, I want you to get on this microphone and sell this pay-per-view for me that you're not going to get any of, of. Which, that was a good one. That, <laughs> that'd be a crappy uh, contract to be. Well, I don't know. I don't think Colby has any leverage any on any level with anything. Like, this man fights like, I mean, this is the most active he's been. I think fighting for a second time in whatever. A year. Eight, a year. You know, like, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he knows what he's doing. But I guess he's relevant. He's a really good fighter, though. Honestly, he's just a really good fighter. I'd like to see him fight a welterweight. I don't think that's too much to ask, Mark. A welterweight. Fight one. Not named Kamara yeah, Usman. I pick, mean, one of the, pick one of the welterweights. I mean, <laughs> what I was hearing, but I know he already has a fight that like people, or I don't even remember who I saw or, or mentioned this, but like him and Gilbert Burns would be an interesting fight. I, I mentioned that before you mentioned, I, I, I was listening to some video or was watching some video and they, and they mentioned that too. And I was like, okay, I think that that makes sense. But I think Burns has a fight, right? I think he's already booked. I think for, so. Let me look that up. Yeah. I, I kind of vaguely remember him having, you know, a, a fairly, you know, competitive high level matchup already, but I mean, that's an interesting fight, but yeah, otherwise, he a... Yeah, he does. Chimeyev. Okay, Kaz- yeah, Chimeyev, Kaz- who also might just be running through this division very soon. Um, I mean, that would be an interesting fight, too. Chimeyev and uh, Colby would be um, an interesting contrast. In, oh, in he's going to go full and... fucking American hero with this bullshit if he does that. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he does find him, you know, character aside, and I think 
I don't think anyone really likes the persona he's put on, but we've talked about it to death over the years, and I understand why he does it because, you know, just being a, a good athlete and durable wrestler wasn't getting him eyeballs. So being an obnoxious asshole has been, you know, his choice for marketing. And I think, you know, that's fine. It definitely doesn't bring me to the table. Yeah, maybe don't talk about it about his wife and kid, though. It. That'd be nice. Maybe avoid I think that that's all part of it is that, like, he just wants to cross the line. He, he, that that is the stick you know that that is him doing trump is like people hate this guy i'll i'll love this guy i'll be a big marker for him or whatever and you know now like you know it's wrong to talk about someone's wife and kids i'll do that so people you know whatever whatever it gets you to hate me i'm on board is i think if i I may if i may mark it's not now not cool to talk about someone's wife and kids it was always wrong it was never yeah Yeah. um but that being said you know he does find himself in a tough spot He, he lost the championship the, the champ twice. Um, I think personally that like he's probably shown the most competitiveness against Usman so far, but I'm not super interested in the third fight. I don't think much is going to change in that regard. Um, and he finds himself with somewhat of a lack of opponents. Poirier is a weird call out, but like you said, Bobby, it's probably just, he's a decent name who could potentially sell some, it's like some Jim heat or whatever. And then Poirier said he would never fight him for money. He would fight in the streets because he doesn't want Covington to make money off of his name. I don't know. It's like the whole American top team thing, man. He like, he, they put up with a lot with him, man. And then he just burned enough bridges that he had to go. Well, they, they let Colby stick around a long time being a piece of shit. They protected his stupid ass a long time. And I think eventually his teammates got sick of him is what happened. And Jorge Jorge said this was my best friend. They were saying this was like my best friend, what they used to say, and that whole thing that yeah. was the whole selling point of this fucking fight. But yeah, you were saying, sorry, no, yeah, I mean, I just he finds himself in a weird position, and, and the Poirier call out seems odd and kind of out of nowhere, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I guess that's I mean, I don't even know if Poirier's talking about 170 at all, but who knows? I was surprised he didn't just call up McGregor, you know, talk about if you want to just shoot for the stars, that's a well, big we got, I mean, fight. Dustin wants to fight Nate. Nate wants to fight Dustin. Yeah. The UFC would like to do Nate versus Connor too, but the uh, they would need Nate need Nate to sign a contract. Um, by the Maybe way, three I'm, and Connor wants to no, fight no, for no, the I, belt, so he would like to fight Nate as well. I'm sorry, he didn't fight Connor as well, not two. Sorry, um, <laughs> but here's the, I, mean, I just want to let's point this out now. Are we noticing that like Izzy got a big contract, and we just heard Jorge got a big contract? Dana's talking how he thinks he's pretty confident they can sign Ngannou. Though he also said he thinks it's a bad idea for Ngannou to fight Tyson Fury, so I wouldn't say that if you're trying to make I mean, him happy. That, um, you know, well, it's not wrong. It really no, but I mean, you're, like, trying to, you're, trying to, you're trying to keep this guy happy. Either, I, don't think this, I don't think crushing his dreams is the way to go. And then you got sure, him saying that he thinks, he, thinks he, he can sign Nate also. I mean, maybe the purse strings have opened up slightly with all the negative press. I'm wondering. I don't know. I don't think signing Jorge Masvidal to a big contract was the... I mean, props get paid, but... I hope they have a plan. Well, I think <laughs> Nugano is the only one that has said openly that, like, it, it's there's more than money that he's interested well, in. Well, Nate right? said he he's going to retire. <laughs> sure. But Nugano just said, like, he wants a more open contract, somewhere where he can do something like the boxing thing or whatever. So it'll be interesting to see because, yeah, I'm sure how the UFC fights against a union is to just is to open up the purse strings and to pay the fighters that are making the, the noise and that can really pull people away just to throw the money at them and look at like maybe you take a little bit of a loss they probably don't i mean it's really just probably like your profit margins might take a bit of a hit but you're still going to be profitable 
Um, and then you kind of qual a lot of this union talk by paying the big guys a lot of money. So they're not going to be interested in joining the union and the union won't have any strength if you don't have the big, you know, movers and shakers and Nagano is kind of one of them. So I think that makes a lot of sense that the UFC is like, you know what, we're going to be paying you pretty well. It's still a 10 fight, 10 year contract, but now you're looking at like five mil baby. So what do you think about that? And these guys are gonna be like, yeah, okay. They're, like, they're, I know they're... I should probably be making a bigger piece of the pie, but like that's a Do you know what's hilarious, Mark? They have a non-guaranteed contract, right? And the only the mm -hmm. only pro sport that has a non-guaranteed contract like this is the NFL. However, they have to give people a reason to sign the contract, right? Because if there's no guarantee that you you know what I mean? Like Right. Yeah. And the way they do it is with a big ass signing bonus. The UFC mm. has managed to sign people to eight fight deals. For no, with part. nothing. With nothing. These, no no signing bonus. On the contract is just like I will, you're I will exclusively sign years. two you two fight deals. That's it. Two fights. You get yeah. me for two fights. That's it. What's the uh what what what's the minimum now in the in the UFC? Twelve? No, it's fifteen, right? Fifteen and fifteen now. Big I mean, bucks. Look, I'm not saying the guy who's curtain jerking. First of all, my version of the UFC, they have to cut about 200 fighters because there's half as many events. So I'm not exactly right. the best person in this world, but like, and that's where they make all their money now too. We know, so it's it is just just another fight card is is what's bringing in the money. So yeah, they need uh, a big. Where roster. were we? We're talking about this main event. I don't even know where we are anymore. Yeah, we're kind Whatever. of done. <laughs> we're done. It's fine. It happened. Rafael dos Anjos beat. Uh, I'm the only one to watch the rest of this card. Um, Rafael sure. Dos Anjos beat Moicano from pillar to fucking post. Beat his ass for 20 of the 25 minutes. Um, they should have stopped this. The referee uh, is telling, I'm going to need something to see, see something from you to Moicano as the round five was starting or I'm going to stop it. If Dos Anjos really wanted to, the fight was going to be stopped. Dos Anjos just really just put the fight in cruise control at that point. Really wasn't hurting him at that point. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm a, the most relevant thing that came out of this whole thing was that Islam Makachev managed to play himself a little bit here, but we'll get to that in a minute. Bryce Mitchell, Edson Barboza. feel I was a bit harsh calling Bryce a total piece of shit last week. People are complicated. I still think his gun views are insane, but the fact that he wanted to donate especially, half of his... Especially, especially after that, yeah. How do you feel about that, Bob? No, people are complicated. I still think he's insane for his political views, but him wanting to donate all that money to charity is really nice of him. And then the UFC saying they do it instead made me say, well, you should probably donate more than 45 grand if you're the UFC. Maybe put a zero at the end of that bitch. Mm -hmm. huh? What do you think, huh? Um, he's really good. Um, it is not easy to take down Edson Barboza. He went four for four, and Edson wasn't getting up. That was a very one-sided performance. And he's young. Bryce is young. Um, if he didn't say such stupid shit, it'd be great. But he's 27 years old. He's 15 and 0. That's, I mean, I don't know what he's ranked. I It's got to put him up there. It's got to be up it's there. A big, I think that's it's a, a big think, win for him. We all think very highly of Edson Barboza. Not that he's going to be a champion or anything at this point, or he's even much of a, like, he's not top three or four, but you, you're a guy if you if you put that kind of beating on Edson Barboza. That's a big deal. Um, Kevin Holland is huge at 170 pounds. Mm. Kevin Holland is so big at 170 pounds. Um, good win for him. He needed this. Um, said he wants six fights this year, and okay, he wants to sure. he wants to fight at one seventy and one eighty five. If he can make one seventy, I mean, 
He's six fucking three. Well, honestly, if he's legitimately thinking about having six fights, jumping weight classes quasi makes sense. He's not going to be able to keep cutting to one seventy. I was going to so say you have to stay at one eighty five if he's going to do six his, fights. He has to stay at the higher well, weight. Well, I was class. thinking, you know, he he has another fight soon at middleweight because he doesn't have to cut a bunch of weight. And then you know, yeah, maybe he does have to. Yeah, maybe it's unrealistic. Maybe well, the yo-yo thing is what sense, worries but, me. The up and down. Yeah. I don't think that's serious. I just, you know, Kevin Holland said he, uh, you know, just go keep beating up internet trolls. I'm enjoying that part of uh, Kevin Holland's career. <laughs> I don't think he makes money. I think he loses money on yeah, that. But, I think he I flies mean, them out. He said he wants. He said he up. wants to turn it into a reality show. He was talking about that today. Okay. Well, I think he was going to call. It, I think he's going to call it Trollmaster. He said. Or something like that. Okay, these are good pivots, Kevin Hall. <laughs> you take a hobby and you turn it into a financial gain. Yeah, that's a pivot we can all respect. You gotta, you know, make your hobby into your career. That's what they say, sure. folks. Make your hobby into your career. Um, big win for him. Um, Greg Hardy's not good enough to be in the UFC, man. He's seven five and one. That was the last fight in his contract. XFL is opening up, Greg. See if, you can, see if you can look good in the XFL. Maybe some NFL team is desperate and they sign you. I mean, he's still 33. Von Miller's old ass is out there, Mike. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's still in football shape, but no. You know, I mean, whatever. He was in interesting prospect i guess for the ufc to take on but i think at this point it's like look at he he's a big guy he carries big fists he has a puncher's chance in any of these but i think as he gets up in the upper echelon of guys he's just not going to stand a chance so they, they took a roll of the dice they said you know what this guy's athletic he has a horrible backstory in history that they're okay just forgetting about this whole card should have been this whole card should have been considered should have been called ufc 272 horrible backstory should have been just a whole that, that fucking card. That would have been not too bad. I mean, some of these maybe don't work in that. Yeah, line as I'm, well. I'm like, exaggerating. I don't know what Dos had. Yeah, done, I'm exaggerating. But... Dos Anjos seems like a good. Even the guys who are like the other ones. I don't think Colby's fucking beat a woman and threw on guns. They, so, they yeah. might have yes. some skeletons in the closet, but you know what? That's very true. Um, one thing I had to explain to a coworker of mine who was talking about just how reprehensible Colby Covington is. I had to educate him. It's on, just look, words, man. baby. <laughs> look, man, he said some bad shit, but at, at the very least, from all we know, all it's been is words. Yeah. Here's this guy named Greg on the card. Let me tell you about Greg. <laughs> and then my fr- then my coworker was like, "Yeah, you know what? That's a lot worse." I mean, there's levels to this shit, mm-hmm. as people say. There's levels to this shit. Um, yeah, Mark, we're done, right? He's done. I mean, do you think Bellator gives yeah. him a call? I don't know. <laughs> For a second, I would think like they have higher standards. They than don't. You, you just pushed us a Kimbo in Big E 5000 or whatever. That Donna 5000. How dare you say that Donna about 5, Big E? <laughs> How could I forget? But yeah, it's like, you know what? I would think they're better than that, but. Nobody's better than that in this sport. Yeah. Let me tell you the fucking moments I had while watching this where I was just like, this is not good. I'm like, this is some. Like. I don't actually. It started when Dana White said we're all assholes for complaining about Conor McGregor getting a title shot. That was silly. I don't think he called. What did he call us? It wasn't assholes, but it wasn't. He was He didn't use kind words. It was like idiots or something. Or no, he said like they're crybabies. Like oh, people crying about this or like you know get a life. And it's like okay, I don't let know. Me, let, me get, let me get who's the like, quote. Let me be fair to him. Okay. Anybody who's pissed off because Conor might fucking get a title shot, you're a fucking idiot too. If that pisses you off, Jesus Christ, calm down, buddy. Okay, 
I saw that and I was so like, angry. Well, I really gave it to Dana White inflection, the real tomato headed fucking inflection mm-hmm. there. Tim and I was like, okay, well, you're just getting angry at us for watching your stupid sport and paying. You don't get it's like well, getting angry at me for paying attention to the plot of the fucking TV show you're running. Like what? What? What do you mean? Like this didn't make sense in episode two. This wasn't a fucking you know. It's like that. Um, it was that, and I'm just like, okay, this isn't a sport. Like, yeah, it's like I mean, I'm just watching. I'm like, this is like. Three steps from pro wrestling, okay? The steps are getting closer, okay? And I'm just like, it's not even good pro wrestling. What are we doing? Like, I'm just, the wrestling has gotten so good, too. <laughs> I'm like, this is so bad. <laughs> Everything is so bad. <laughs> I don't care who gets a, t- remember we were debating if someone deserved a title shot a couple weeks ago, Mark? Who gives a fuck who deserves a title? No one deserves a title. It's, can you get one? Can you get a title shot? That's it. Yeah, we're, I mean, it's just kind of. Like, I mean, does Islam deserve part, a title shot with beating Bobby Green? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just mostly, it's kind of like you said, like, okay, you're telling your fans who are invested in, in your product, right? Like, we're buying what you're selling, and then you're trying to sell something, and the fans are like, I don't, this doesn't make sense. This guy lost twice, and the last time I saw him, he was losing and then snapped his leg. Why does he deserve a title shot? And then you get angry at those people, like, why are you getting upset about it? It's like, well, I thought I had a vested interest in what you're you were selling. You're the stewards of this sport. They run. They, yeah. I always. I'll well, say what you will about the last guys who own the company. Okay, I felt they took their responsibility somewhat seriously. As like, we're we're the ones carrying this sport, this sport of MMA. We're gonna get it regulated. We're gonna do all. We're gonna have rules and sh- we're gonna do some stuff that like seems to benefit the sport. But, but you is, see, guys, that's the, that's the difference between when you're the one that brings the thing from the ground up. When you're the one that owns it, that no one really believes in it, it's not popular, and you build it up. And the difference between that and you're the one that buys it for like $4 billion. You just look at it as a straight-up business. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's just... Here's the thing. It's not like I don't want... I think this fight shouldn't happen because I think Connor gets throttled. He probably loses, but you know what? Connor might punch him in the fucking head, and we got a champion now. <laughs> it's his first win in four years. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. the shit has happened, Mark, that Conor McGregor knocking motherfucker out with the left hand? Like, <laughs> no. And, and again, at the end of the day, it's like, all right. Like, I, Conor has definitely kind of lost a step because he has not performed well mm. recently. But, like, I still think the guy can swing. And I think you first you round know, of that fight, man, in the first round of a fight where Dolan Vera gets hit constantly, too. Yeah. Charles <laughs> has shown, you know, gaps in the armor. But, and, you know, like, if he's really the best guy, he should have no problem with, you know, oh, Charles wants Conor McGregor. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just the thing. It's like, this is a division that is kind of stacked. Like, we've talked about it. It's probably the most talent-rich division in the whole sport. So to have someone fight for the title that doesn't seem super deserving is a little, you know. But, I'm serious you know. here, Mark. Get get that money belt back. Or get the BMF title. And let's just do fights. Like, let's just, just do money fights, fights, man. Let's just fucking do it. Just put a title on just, it. Because why not? You know, I was playing the EA UFC game. By the way, not great. Um, but you can like kind of like how strict you follow the weight classes. You can like not, I guess. Like you can like kind of like fight a guy in a weight class above or below you. Did you catch that when you're playing it by chance? I had the exact opposite where I was like, I'm going to start at 185 and then go down. And I couldn't go down. So I was like a fat 185. No, no, this isn't career mode. I'm saying when you like, you can choose oh, how strict oh, you follow oh, the rule. I was talking, but I was I'm just like, mode, just fucking say this weight class is from 160 pounds to 185 pounds. And just fucking, like, whatever. 
Who cares? Bring Jorge's belt. Bring that green tur. Actually, no, Connor didn't win the money belt. Floyd did. Bring Jorge's belt. All right. Ask WWE if you can borrow the, borrow the million dollar man's belt. I don't care. Okay. Let's just do that. But then again, everybody wants to get paid. This is not, again, I'm going to get back to my original point. This is barely a sport. I mean, it's a it's a barely a league. Let me go with that. It's no meritocracy. It's just individual fights that whatever, whoever fought next Saturday, next pay-per-view is the best fighter in the world. Just put, what did Pride used to do? Give the check and the trophy at the end at each event? Just do that. Dude, they, they didn't have a belt for a long time. Just belt every fucker at the end of each fight. All right? That's it. Really? Pride didn't have belts for a while? That took a while. Yeah, uh, Pride 17, that was after they had a Grand Prix. Because, I mean, wow. even in K1, like, they didn't really have a, a heavyweight championship. They had Grand Prix. Like, everyone, you, throughout the whole year, you had to win a tournament to get entry into the Grand Prix. Then you had to win your opening round in the Grand Prix. And then whoever won the Grand Prix is like, yeah, maybe okay. you didn't have, like, the greatest year, but you won this big-ass tournament. So here's a big AEW. You know, AEW is a bigger meritocracy than the UFC right now. They got rankings. Those they rankings got, matter. They got tournaments. They you have, you have to win the, stuff. The rankings don't seem to matter for the TNT championship. Well, TNT is an open. That's an open challenge championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole UFC well, is that championship. The open challenge championship. No, well, now since we're just you know going into full AEW, I want to know: Do they show the records? Yeah. Yes. Every. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a bottom of they the screen. Wins, it says the record. It'll tell them the, the records reset at the beginning of each year, but every now and then they'll say like uh, okay, Jungle Boy. Okay. No, well, no, the rankings don't reset; just the record because they don't want a guy no, to have like a hundred. I wanted fights. I wanted records to be like okay, he's won thirty matches, he's oh, lost ten matches, he has had fifty six like no contest because someone interfered or someone. They got they, they, they literally right at the bottom like they'll say like Jungle Boy AEW record fifty six and twenty three two thousand twenty two record. 12 and 3. That's kind of interesting. And I it puts his ranking would do that because so Again, often the I'm, matches I was are only completely... making a joke a little bit. It is a it is more of a meritocracy than the UFC right now. Okay? Maybe so. <laughs> the UFC is a WWE where Goldberg just shows up and says, "I want a title shot." Conor okay, McGregor well, in this regard is that, Goldberg. That, that's a bad example if you want me to get No, I'm saying it's not, I mean it's, I'm just saying it's good or bad. I'm saying it's not a meritocracy. You just sure, show up sure. and just, you know. But when Goldberg, girl, if Goldberg comes into the UFC, of course you give that guy the heavyweight championship shot immediately. Big meaty meat, meat meaty man slapping meat is what we're here for, right? He That's came with his own gloves, Bobby. This guy knows <laughs> what he's doing. Okay. Um, I don't even know where we were. UFC 272, it happened. Mm, hopefully somebody made money on it. Hopefully Dos Anjos made money. He seems like a nice person. That's what I'm rooting Me for. Me and Mike uh, padded our records, so that wasn't so bad. Yeah, I took That's one right. for the. I took one there, guys. Yeah, my, my brother calls me before the event and says, like, day before the event and says, "What should I bet on?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Is Jorge gonna win?" I'm like, "Probably not." And I'm like, "Nikki, these are your, this is your best bet, Covington specifically by decision. You bet that. And if you want to take a flyer on Masvidal, you got to pick knockout. That's the only way it's happening." So I think he laid like a grand on Colby by decision. No, well, hey, I think, I think he lost like three, four hundred. But I think he also bet like three hundred bucks on Mosfeld by knockout, just in case. Bro. <sighs> Your brother lives a different life than I do. Yeah, I couldn't. I I, I, could, I cannot do that. My brother, Jesus. my brother's favorite NFL player is now Calvin Ridley. By the way, uh, Marcus, you may not matter to you, but this is the NFL player who got busted today for betting on the games. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> he was also a big that. fan of betting. You're not supposed to do that. My my only issue with him is, based off that video compilation you sent me, 
he did not do a good job of hiding his. Uh, well, I don't think that. Know. I mean, I, that was just somebody. Nah, know. son. Some of those he nah, went the wrong way. Was bad suspect. <laughs> it's that those weren't like Barry Sanders, you know, scatting backwards <laughs> to like try to get a few more yards. No, that dude was like. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. You guys, I can't score a touchdown we, right now. We got to tell people to look up. You can look this up on Twitter. It's like a compilation of all the plays that looks like Calvin Ridley uh, possibly was not trying to score. <laughs> possibly. This man, this man, all right, I know we're getting sidetracked, but this man had an open lane for a touchdown. Yeah. And then it is head short circuited because he thought, oh, no, wait, I've got the Falcons minus six. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got the under on this fucker. <laughs> Okay, um, UFC's back next week. We're going to talk about the Santos and Kalaf fight. Or hell, let's just talk about that fight right now. Then we'll talk about news. Marcus. Sure. Santos. Tiago Santos, since coming back from tearing his shit pretty badly. Um, one and two. Lost to Glover Teixeira. Lost to Alexander Rakic. Win over Johnny Johnny Walker. Magomed Ankalov. Lost to Paul Craig in his first UFC fight. At three minutes forty, uh, four, four at uh, three at four minutes fifty nine seconds of the third round, got tribal choked. Yeah. Since then, just fucking people up, man. Just beating people up. One, two, three, mm-hmm. seven fights in a row. Seven wins in a row at light heavyweight. Wins over. Uh, he's the one who beat up Kutala about twice. We had to do that yep. one twice for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat up Nikita Krylov. Beat up Volkan Ozdemir. Um, he is an absurd favorite on this card. He's coming into this at minus 510 to Thiago Santos, plus 375. Anybody not got Magomed here? That would be no. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, the only thing I would say to Santos is, I mean, you can look at, and we're looking at Magomed's record. And beside, besides his last four guys, like, you know, the three before that weren't the most credible. And even, you know, Krylov, uh, Kutelaba and Ozdemir, like they're not the the biggest scalps in the world, but it's just undeniable that he's on a killer streak, and the Santos has definitely been wavering. Yeah, the Dagestanis you know. are coming. They're yeah, coming in they, every weight class. All the Dagestanis yeah, so are coming. <laughs> I think the smart money is on Maglamed, but like I'm not like I'll be pretty shocked if Santos is able to correct ship here but at least when i look at his record it's like okay he's definitely hit some hard times hey, uh, but they are kind of against the, the the better upper echelon of guys um so i give him a little bit of credit there but i would still be pretty shocked if he was able to win this fight so mike yeah, we got a uh, pick marlon morace is plus 205 <laughs> against song yadong i know marlon morace is love is losing a lot of fights but are you saying that's uh some pretty good odds i'm just saying if you and me wanted to lose 20 bucks each, I'm in favor of a flyer on Marlon Moraes. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> look, I got, I got a two hundred dollar refund. Well, not refund. I got two hundred dollar credit for uh, trading in my old phone. So you know, I'm looking to live a little. All right. Yeah, uh, we got Marlon Moraes, Song Yadong. We got Alex Caceres for Sadiq Youssef. We got the oh, only man guy, to my knock. My guy Caceres. That's what I'm talking about. Caceres still in the UFC, man. He's still, still here. doing the damn thing. He's still he's here. He's not just in the UFC. He's dominating. That's right. Kind of. um, Marcus, we got Alex Pereira, man best known yeah. for knocking Izzy Adesanya the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Taking on Bruno Silva. Uh, Bruno isn't a total slouch, actually. Um, only a slight favorite at um, minus 150 for Alex Pereira. Bruno Silva, a man who uh, 
Well, he's going to throw hands with you. So, yeah. may not the best, may not be the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop. Uh oh. That's a respectable record. Mark, you cut off for a second for me. Oh, say that again, sorry. Please. I was going to say 22 and 6 for Bruno, you know, strategically, matchup wise, probably isn't going to match up well with Alex, but that's a good record. Man with to six have, straight, so. uh, seven, six straight knockouts for him right now. There you go. Wins in, and he's fought twice in M1. Um, <coughs> he beat Schlemenko in M1. Just saying. It's a name I go. recognize. There it is. Um, yeah, um, interesting fight right there. This is not really great in terms of name. Uh, I mean, I'll name say value. This. It, it's it's better than some of the just a fight card. Like there's some names like like the co-main event. I actually think is compelling. Um, and then there's some names sprinkled in here where I'm like, okay. Are we just saying we recognize? Are we just saying we recognize the names? Or are we yeah. saying you actually think this is good? No, no, no. I'm mean, recognizing the names. Okay, that's okay. When you say, when you say there's some names, uh, so it's just I is, know this name. There's names I've seen, and I kind of like some of these guys. I like Alex. I'm interested in Terrence Alex's. McKinney. Honestly, Terrence McKinney fought like two weeks ago, and he's taking his fight against Drew Dober. I'm sure he's great too. And Drew Dober. It's like there, there's names on here that one I recognize, and two I have somewhat of an interest in. I mean, am I going to watch these fights? Probably not. Look, um, this this is the perfect fight card to watch. At a at a former coworker surprise birthday party, where like you just sneak away to the bathroom, you get on the shitter for like twenty minutes, you watch some fights on your phone, then you come back out and you hit up that four hour open bar. I guess my cast is. I was gonna say Mike already has a Saturday planned out. There we go. That's what's happening. Yes, I do. Uh, Marina, no, where'd Mike go? No, I heard the podcast. He's in his twenty minute shitter right now watching a fight. By the way, we didn't talk about this. Marina Morose is. Trying to deal with the fact that her country is being invaded and her family's there, she went out there and won a fight. Was really emotional afterwards. Props to her, man. And you know, another week has gone by. And just hope everybody in Ukraine on her part. To stay safe. Yeah. So, um, the UFC will not be one of those places that is banning the Russians. Did, Just uh, telling you. <laughs> did you read about the latest uh, offer that Russia said to stop the war? Uh, give us, give us the entire country. Wants Ukraine to commit to neutrality, so can't join NATO. Okay. Uh, wants them to basically um, relinquish, uh, you know, any claims to Crimea, and those two border regions. He, they want Ukraine to uh, give them recognize up. that they're independent republics. I, I actually, I, that part I knew was coming. That was that was clear. Russia's not you doing know, well here. It's you got that's some balls, you know. Can you imagine, Bobby or Mark? I roll up into your house, I start smacking you and your family members around, and then I say, Hey, for me to leave, uh, I'm taking the dining gotta, room set. You gotta give me a <laughs> dining room set, Bobby. I like that, I like that second bedroom of yours. I want to be able to come in there anytime I want. Like, uh, that's no longer part of your house, that's an independent part of the city. I, I, my understanding though is that it's also not going super well for the Russians too. Nah, so it'd be not more really. like if if Mike yeah, came in thing. and slapped me around, but he like broke his finger while he did it and stubbed his toe. Like it's not going great for Mike, but yeah. he's there. He's this is like the reality show. This is the reality show where the whole world realizes all of Russians we Russia's weapons are in not the best of shape. Apparently, it, it, it would be like I come into your house, Mark. I hit you with a chair. Zena and your whatever the name of your other dog is start mm -hmm. biting me in the nuts, and then I start demanding you shit. You're like, okay, <laughs> I see how this is going. We're gonna make a deal. Yeah. Uh, first off, I'm gonna need all your ice packs. They're mine now. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it's independent. <laughs> um, 
Some MMA news. Oh, since we're getting more, let's go back to serious. This is gonna be a rough transition. Um, I'll try. I'll try to go steadily into it. Uh, Jorge Masvidal got paid. This is the steady low into the new actual news. Cain Velasquez was denied bail. Um, this podcast ended, and three hours later, we all we all saw that Cain Velasquez got arrested last week. That's how quickly our podcast became Absolutely. not up to date. It became late. Three hours. Okay, I saw three hours after we were over. Cain Velasquez got arrested for shooting at someone who was sexually abusing a family member of his, which at this point everybody is assuming is his daughter. Uh, no one knows, so we're just saying it's a close family member because it's a child. You don't guess, I guess, with the police, yeah. but that's what these people are going with here. Um, Kane tried to shoot this man who was let out uh, without having to post bail, let out after, despite this accusation saying that it happened over 100 times. And um, he was being driven, he was in the car with his stepdad, the abuser was, and Kane hit the stepdad. Um, Kane's been charged with attempted murder. It's not a good situation. A lot of free Kane stuff going on, free Kane Velasquez stuff going. Ronda Rousey saying, you know, Kane was nice to the guy by only shooting at him or something. Or she said, I would have done so much worse. Or all these Derek Brunson selling a free Kane Velasquez shirt. Uh, I, Kane's got Mark Garagos as his lawyer, which. Is, is he good? Um, he's Kaepernick's lawyer. He's Michael Jackson's lawyer. He's one of these celebrity lawyers. Okay. He's one of those. He's what he does. Um, just a bad situation. Um, none of us here think it's a good idea to be turned into the Punisher and be a vigilante. But I think every one of us can say the words, we understand that Kane was, maybe flew into a bit of a rage when he found out what happened here. That being said, he probably hurt his family more than he ever could, right? That, that like they're even more hurt now by this action because mm-hmm. Kane's probably going to jail for some amount of time. Um, if I'm uh, actually no, kind of. I worked in this office. If it was really, if he got, if it's the Santa Clara DA's office trying to, to, to bring in this, I worked in that office. Um, this isn't any inside information. I don't think anybody wants to go to. They want to go to a jury trial with the man who was the, trying to shoot um, the man, the person who was uh, sexually abusing his child. Mm-hmm. That being said, Allegedly. I think Kane's going. To, we don't know. Uh, we don't know if his child. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it's going to be. It's just bad, man. I don't know what else to say. It's bad. Hopefully, Kane doesn't go to jail for too long. But he's going to jail. I, I think that, as you mentioned earlier, we can understand. Uh, none of us here have children. Um, I, I mean, I'm not a violent man by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I, I honestly don't know what I would do, and I, I hope I never find myself in that type of situation where, if I have kids, um, something as horrible as that happens to them. Um, but yeah, you're you're also right, Bob. That. As horrible as that situation is, and that family member will will need a lot of counseling and a lot of uh, support and love to get them through this. Um, sadly, as much as it as, as it hurts now, like, look, at the end of the day, Kane was being kind of selfish and letting his emotions get the best of him because now he's in jail and might be in jail for at least a few years if he's lucky. 
um, and gets a very favorable plea deal. I mean, they're not even giving him bail. They're saying the risk is too high. He's going to flee, which is weird to say. Is that, is that really it? I, I would have thought the risk when I read that, I, I didn't read all of Oh, you think it, it's the I risk thought, that he's going to go beat the guy's ass? Yeah. That's what By I the thought. way, Kane, you're literally a walking weapon. Yep. Just go beat his ass. Just putting that out there. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying you should definitely go do that, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to shoot at him or beat his ass, you beat his ass. I don't know. The whole why, situation is terrible. Why Why go to Arizona State for wrestling? Why train all those years in MMA to do what flabby dudes like us would do and use Well, I think we all read. I think this is very much even more a point that the man wasn't thinking rationally here. Uh, yeah, Marcus, that's a good point as well. What is there to say, man? Guy, we, we were. I think we were all surprised. When they said yeah. Cain Velasquez shot a guy, and we're like, Kane seems like a good person. Why would he did do this? And then after we found out why, we're all like, probably shouldn't have shot a guy, but okay, now we get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, Mike, I think you guys both put it really eloquently. I think everyone understands why something like this would happen. Um, I think it's a travesty just that, not in just this case, so many cases in America just, it, it, you feel helpless, right? You feel like, okay, this victim has the brave you know has the the fortitude to come forward and say like i you know something horrible's happened to me this person has done it um and that person is not adequately punished you know and and that goes not just for this case but for so many cases in the legal system in, in the united states whether it's you know unjust killings as victims or families of the victims i think a lot of people just think about like you know what this system doesn't work and i'm going to take justice into my own hands but like you mentioned, Bobby, that only just worsens the scenario because, you know, now you have this kid that is obviously going to be really traumatized and needs that strong family bond there. And while we all understand it and while the community, the MMA community is like behind Kane, it's like he still did a very dangerous, irrational thing that not was only 11 put, mile chase through San Jose. And that's and that's great. That's a long time to be in your car mile. flooring it just waiting like I'm going to get this guy and I'm going to kill him. You know, that's a lot. And you're putting a lot of other people that are completely innocent at risk, especially when you start, you know, firing your gun, you know, who knows that that bullet bounces or goes straight and you hit, you know, some poor kid that was completely innocent. We got a whole a thing going on here about freeway shootings. That's a thing in the news here, man. Yeah. There's you don't need to open fire, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it really sucks. It, there, there's no winners in this scenario. And, and even if, like, you know, a lot of the other people are like, oh, you know, like, I would have done worse. Like, he should have killed him or whatever. It's like another death is not going to stop what happened. It's really just going to – really what it's going to do is it's going to make that victim feel like, man, not only was I traumatized, but when I came forward, it devastated my – like, the people around me. Not only did it, you know, hurt them emotionally to know that I went through this, but, like, my father figure or someone – deep in my family was so upset by this that they threw away their life and took another one because of what happened. It's, it's just awful. It's awful all the way around. And, you know, while I understand that people are very like with Kane, I think it has to be said, like, you know, like you said, Bobby, he was acting selfishly, you know, he felt hurt. He felt victimized. He felt like he was powerless and he wanted to take that power back. And he decided to do that through violence and endangering himself and others. And unfortunately it just, you know, two wrongs don't make a right um and you know and luckily you know at the end of the day it's like at least no one actually died but if he had know, hit the guy there'd spread. be a whole different conversation here man i thought that would be okay but it'd be different yeah it's not like you know i don't know what the stepfather was doing or how involved they were you know oh, I don't they know said they, they said they were really. on their way for him to get his ankle monitor which i'm like okay 
I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know the details, but by the at way, the end uh, of the day, it's just upsetting. We got a uh, Derek Brunson raised ten thousand dollars for legal fees for Cain Velasquez. Sad as a father, I feel you, Cain. The MMA community got your back. Ten thousand dollars they raised. That's and, great. You know, he showed yeah. the check. The GoFundMe got shut down because you can't do GoFundMe's for people uh, charged with violent crimes. That's probably a fair point, too. Yeah, I mean, go to, go I, I would just one. hope that, you know, legal fees aside, I would hope the legal stuff wouldn't devastate them financially. But, you know, just getting that money and the support that, you know, that victim's going to need to, you know, get the proper help and, and get them the proper help, you know, counseling and stuff like this. Because that stuff, if you don't talk it through and work through those issues and the, the trauma that that builds, it, it can kind of fester in a person and, and really damage them you know, throughout their entire life. So I really hope that they get the help they need. You know, therapy is not a crutch. It's a thing that people need to to deal with things like this specifically. I mean, I think I think most people would benefit from having some kind of therapy to discuss your emotions and to get in that place where you understand the ups and downs of, you know, how you feel in day-to-day life, but especially someone who's been traumatized like this to to be able to speak about it and have someone tell them that, you know, like it is not your fault. This happened to you, but it does not define you. And you can grow and become a better person after this. Like, this is so, not going to stop your life and stuff like that. But, yeah. So, here are the charges. Um, by the way, Kane allegedly pursued the, tr- the truck and rammed his own truck into the side before firing several shots, one of which struck the stepfather. And the person getting the person who was the alleged abuser here is uh, 43-year-old Harry Goularte. Uh, mm-hmm. His stepfather got hit in the arm. In addition to one count of attempted murder, Velasquez also fair, faces charges of... Shooting at a motor vehicle or aircraft, one count. Assault with a firearm, three counts. Um, assault with a deadly weapon, three counts. Willfully discharging a firearm from a vehicle, one count. And carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony, one count. So you probably, the gun was at least registered is what it seems like. Which. Okay, well that. No, man, if you get if you get busted using a gun yeah, you can, in get, California, it's. Just tack on. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, but that's just kind of what the legal system is, right? Like, you do one thing, and it seems like, okay, he tried to murder this guy. It's like, well, in the process of that, he broke all these other laws, and they all throw the book at you. I think there was a third person in the car. That's why it's three counts, by the way. Uh, If found guilty of attempted murder, Velasquez faces a minimum of 21 years and up to life in prison. He faces additional time if found guilty of other counts. I'm sure there'll be some sort of plea deal and what he'll actually. Right. We'll see what happens. If he has a good lawyer that knows how to, like, you know. Walk we had um, outside outside the arraignment were uh, Josh Thompson, Sean Bunch, Andrew Sanchez, Romero Cotton, all fighters. You know, sure, yeah. Um, bunch of places you can buy gear and T-shirts and stuff if you want to support Kane Velasquez during this time. Um, all right, as I mentioned, Batman next week. Uh, this week we're gonna do stuff we like. Marcus, um, you want to go off before Mike and I talk about wrestling for a while? Sure. Yeah, it, it's a short list. Um, it's been a lot of Elden Ring. That one's really kind of dominated the the landscape. Usually, what I'm using a lot of my spare time for. Um, I did jump into Gran Turismo Seven, and I kind of like it. You know, as someone that isn't really much of a car fan, to have a game that's just like, man, aren't cars super cool? I kind of buy into it. It's just like they. There's so much love and passion put into that game for just call car culture, which is so sadly like when this series started was kind of a big thing. People, you know, the car industry and and people like digging cars and tuning up cars was like a really big fad that a lot of people were into. And so much has changed since the 25 years since it started where like a lot of the new generation just like aren't interested in driving or cars in general. It's just not as big of a deal. So to have 
a game that is just like all that passion put into like these are awesome this is why it's awesome and a lot of that has to do with like they have like this cafe where you basically do these races to earn these cars and they talk in depth about you know the cars and what made them popular and what makes them distinct and interesting from everything else and i've been digging it especially as someone who doesn't really care about that stuff you know it's a game that i would kind of like want to show my dad and be like isn't this cool like they're they're talking about Japanese compact cars. Like it's the coolest thing in the fucking world. And it's just like this 2014 Honda fit as like the best electric one. It's like, who cares about this, but you guys do. And I love it. Um, but really, like I said, the, the big uh, elephant in the room is Elden ring. Um, it's been fan- It's been such a fun, fantastic game to play. As someone that has played a lot of the from software games and hasn't really, you know, fell in love with any of them, really, besides maybe I really enjoyed Sekiro, but didn't get super far into it. Elden Ring has definitely sunk its hooks in. Um, you know, me and Christine are basically playing it almost constantly when we have free time and just really been enjoying it and constantly kind of wow and, you know, amazed by all the different things that we've seen so far. Christine's kind of explored a lot more than I have, but um, I've really been enjoying it. It's been super fun. Um, so, yeah, definitely enjoying that. That's kind of it. I don't think we we did take a mini vacation. We went to Half Moon Bay and walked on the beach, and that was nice. And then the rest of the vacation weekend we had was mostly Elden Ring and uh, playing games and just relaxing. So that's all I got this week. Mike, all I got is wrestling. You got anything else before we talk about wrestling? Uh, no, don't really have anything else. Yeah. Um, all right. First off, just to make everybody uncomfortable, apparently somebody bought a ring worn Liv Morgan t-shirt for $4,278. Let's all just think about that for a moment. I mean, how long <laughs> did she wear it? I mean, did she like try it on and threw it away? No, nope, that was the one she wore to the ring. And war, I go. mean, you know, fans, fans going to be fans, even if they're yeah. only fans. Okay. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> that was, that was good. good. You like that? Um. All right. AEW had one of their quarterly pay per views. Long show, but I'm okay with the long shows, Mike. Honestly, they're gonna do it once every three months. That's the thing. You do it four times a year. Kind of is what it is. Um. That being said, they could have trimmed some of these up. I think. It's just uh go down the card. Um. Did you watch any of the uh, pre show? I watched like the last five minutes of uh of shit. What the hell are they call the House of Black? Death, House of Black versus uh, that was Death fun. Triangle and uh, what's his name? Um, Redbeard. Yeah, there we go. That was a fun match. That was everybody got to do their stuff. I thought it was cool. I I didn't see an Eric Redbeard is all the elite all elite thing, so I'm like, at least taking a pin. So <laughs> I did see that uh, Excalibur. I think at one point called him Eric Rowan by mistake uh-huh. and had to quickly say red beard instead yeah um all right um let's go down the card uh, eddie kingston chris jericho fucking pay-per-view starts marcus and uh, eddie kingston just german suplexes eddie uh, chris jericho on his fucking head and we're like oh okay we're doing we're just gonna hit each- we're just gonna be you know violent in this one right. they beat each other up man this is a 50 year old man and a 40 year old man beat each other's asses for uh for about 15 minutes I think it was. Yeah, and I definitely wasn't expecting it to be the first fight of the of the card and didn't disappoint. Um I mean, yo, he dropped Jericho right on his head and we thought, yo, was that was that a mistake? Well, Jericho dumped him on his head later. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. <laughs> then by like the third or fourth time that they dumped each other, it seems right on their fucking heads. It's like, oh, okay, this is the match they're going for. Yeah, we just I think we just missed the part where they're blocking this somehow. Um I 
Mike was pretty confident. You're pretty confident Jericho is going to win because Jericho's gotten in really good shape. Like Jericho's got abs again. He looks like he's like in his 30s again. Yeah, I mean, compared to where he was, what, six, six, eight months ago when he was just getting he got that ro- pandemic ro- 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 roasted got by that pandemic Twitter because of how, how, how fat he was. Uh, yeah, he he's trimmed up. He's gotten spelt for, you know, as spelt as a 50 year old can get. So I thought, yo, you know, he's he's gearing they, up for a main run, baby. I think he still is. Uh, the heel run's coming. Um, Eddie Kingston, big win for him, man. Eddie was Eddie. I know you don't like him, but. Eddie needed to get like a win at some of these feuds. You know what I mean? It felt like with all these feuds, Eddie was just good at making the other guy look great. And then he would just lose and we all just like Eddie. Well, those of us who do just enjoy Eddie Kingston's shtick. You know, he's just doing his shtick of being the loud guy from the streets. Um, this was really good though, man. Good for him. This tag match, uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus against Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Then kind of went the way everybody thought where the Young Bucks and Red Dragon were going to cost each other. The match, um, it was just really good chaos. I think is the best way of putting it. This match, this pay per view started with just two fucking like serious good matches, and then they had a fucking ladder match, um, which it was really just the big hoss ladder match. We had a bunch of big dudes. We had Keith Lee. Yeah, we had Wardlow, Keith Lee. Uh, Jesus, why can't, why am I blanking? My dude from East Palo Alto, Powerhouse Hobbs. There was another big dude in the in the matchup, right? Oh, ah, no, Chris- then after that was uh, Starks, Chris and Cage, and OJ. So yeah, Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy had a cool fun, a couple cool spots. I thought, and I thought it was really fun. I thought the match was really good. I think Mike and I both underestimated how truly over Wardlow is, and by the end of the night, it became apparent that Wardlow spot the fucking you know, like just get the rocket ship on him, right, baby? Like this guy's ready to go. I'm I'm already congratulating Scorpio Sky on his one week TNT Championship reign that's coming, okay? Because he's gonna beat Sammy on Wednesday, and then Wardlow is going to beat his ass the following week. We both we both had the same thought when Wardlow won the brass ring. Was like, okay, so they're definitely setting him up to be TNT champion. Yeah. Um. Jade Cargill and Tay Conti. Damn. Mike's just going to be very respectful here and say, damn. Well, the match started with kissing. <laughs> That's where... <laughs> um, I thought it was, for a seven-minute match, I thought they did a really good job. I thought that was cool. I know uh, Jade is green as, as hell, but um, that girl's going to be a star. She is as green as that Melina costume she had on. Mm. But, uh, I mean, yeah, she's still extremely new. Um, she is 29 and 0. And she has exactly less than 30 professional wrestling matches. Each match that she's been in in AEW is the amount of matches she's had as a wrestler. She's getting better with each of them. I thought this was a really good match for both of them because Ty really has made a lot of strides. She was like most improved for on most people's lists for 2021. I thought she did a good job making herself look good, made Jade look good. Just well done. Through and through. I thought this was really well done. Um, this is where, this is honestly, this next match is why most of the people I think were watching. CM Punk, MJF. People were kind of waiting for when um, the CM Punk, re- the, you know, the comeback tour, all the good times was going to be over. Kind of started with the Eddie Kingston feud. This feud was some of the best stuff CM Punk's ever done, honestly. Um, 
not going to recap the whole feud, but the CM Punk MJF feud showed CM Punk is still CM Punk and that MJF is going to be, if not already, just a damn superstar. And when free agency comes for MJF, that brings truck, Mike. Woo, MJF going to get paid. Oh, yeah. MJF is going to get paid. Um, were you surprised he lost, MJF? No, because CM Punk had lost the first two matches. You you can't have this dude just losing they only lost every one. goddamn match. They only no, lost what do you mean? Two. He lost two, didn't he? Now he lost twice in one match because MJF cheated twice. Well, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> I, I thought I thought that if I thought if this is gonna end, MJF had to win. But given what they did with Wardlow at the end, I think it's like they got to pivot to that. But I I still think MJF has taken that title when we're there in May. Yeah, I mean, you knew that the the split between Wardlow and MJF was was coming, and it's been coming for like what at least six months now, and mm. we kept wondering. What's going to be the thing that really tips it over the edge? I am assuming that come Wednesday on, on, on Dynamite, that's when the true schism just happens. And this was a perfect opportunity to do it. And that pop that Wardlow got when he came out and pretended as if he couldn't find the ring, oh, it was a thing of beauty. Um, Really good match. I don't know. On, on the Bobby Rajabi scale, it's a five-star right there. That was great. Um. I think the next match is getting a little bit of a tough rap. Uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. I think a lot of people thought Thunder Rosa was supposed to win this. They're kind of done. with. They kind of think Britt needs to lose that title. I agree. But, Mike, I think we both think Thunder Rosa's taking that title back in uh, in San Antonio in a few weeks, right? at her home to, In her hometown. I think that one thing AEW does very well is that they like to have certain dynamites be, feel very special. So I think them setting it up that the Dynamite, where it's going to be in Thunder Rose's hometown, I wouldn't doubt that's going to be the main event. That would be a perfect opportunity for Brit to drop the title to Thunder Rosa. And yeah, Thunder, well, Rosa, I... Thunder Rosa is pretty over. Um, I remember, what, two years ago or so when Thunder Rosa first came into AEW, I really didn't like her. I, I, didn't, I didn't like her thing. Uh, I, was, I wasn't a fan. I'm a big fan now. Yeah, you start following her on Instagram and that did it. Um, that was not what did it. So <laughs> I, 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 res, I resent the insinuation there, Bobby. I thought this was a good match, though. Kidding aside, I thought they had a good match. Yeah. I think they have no, good chemistry. I, I thought it was good. I think a lot of people thought Brit should have shouldn't have won. But anyway, Moxley and Brian Danielson just hit each other for twenty minutes. Just hit each other in the face for twenty minutes. They were bleeding, and then Mike, I think you heard me because it was the happiest I was on this card when William Regal came out. Okay. I love William Regal, okay? I'm all about William Regal. William Regal, when Mark would, when we play video games and Mark would have a creative fighter, they would just end up being William Regal. An old man with a bunch of holds and trips and chokes and basically Dan Severin as a wrestler. I like catch wrestling. What can I say? Yeah, I love Regal. And Regal being part of this faction where he's the manager for Moxley and Danielson, Mike, I am so excited. I thought it was amazing that after the after the match is over and they start fighting each other and Regal comes in, I thought it was so hilarious that Regal's basically in there like a dad telling yeah. his two sons, hey, cut the shit. Well, he smacked one of them and then he smacked Moxley and then uh, Danielson's laughing and pointing and then he gets smacked like he's a little brother. Like... <laughs> 
They played that all so well, honestly. That was just well done. Um, I didn't think old ass Sting in the not talking about the next match here. Uh, the Hardy, the Andrade Hardy family office. What a mouthful. Um, taking on Darby, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. I didn't think we're gonna see sixty year old, sixty two year old Sting going through four tables. I don't know what Sting's doing. I, I loved it, but that was wild. Um, uh, Sting, Sting has a death wish. That's that's what's going on with Sting. And if I may pivot for a second, let me give you the name of some other people, other celebrities who are 62 years old and aren't probably going through three tables. Simon Cowell, Magic Johnson, Emma Thompson, Jason Alexander, James Spader, Hugh Laurie. Yo, I don't know how old Arn Anderson is, but Arn Anderson almost fell over going around the ring post the other week, okay? <laughs> Sting looks amazing, man, and I, Isaiah Cassidy and Sammy almost killed themselves. That didn't need to happen. What that? Arn Anderson, sixty-three years old. There we go. Thank you. Um, I thought that spot was a little dangerous, man. I love Sammy and Isaiah's great too. They that was not necessary. That we we, we, we nothing was gonna top. Just let Sting go through the tables. We all move on with our lives. Uh, main event: Hangman versus Adam Cole. Good match. Long match. I'm, enjoy I'm, I'm enjoying the Hangman babyface title reign. I think it comes to an end in May. That's still my guess. I think we're in the building, you and me, and MJF becomes champion. That's Ooh, my guess gonna, still for it's me. It's going to be a dark, dark day. Oh, we're going to boo so loud. It's going to be great. Um, a lot of people thought Jeff Hardy was going to show up. I think Jeff Hardy can't show up till Wednesday. So, seems like a foregone conclusion that Jeff Hardy is going to show up and team with his brother. Um, and the other big news, um, Shane Swerve Strickland showed up, WWE not knowing what to do with Swerve, I'm sick of being surprised, I guess, or I'm not really surprised at this point, and, uh, Cesaro, I think will be there soon enough, my other guess, but, we even mentioned that motherfucker about Ring of Honor, that's huge news, we'll talk about it another time, but AEW owner Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, probably the biggest news of the week when it comes to wrestling. Um, look forward to that tape library coming out one day. It's like when I saw that video of Seth Rollins doing a backflip off a fat guy in the crowd to land on somebody. It's a real thing that happened in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, a, uh, Revolution was a good show. Top to bottom, good show. A little bit long, but, you know. But here's, here's the thing, though. Even though it was a little bit long, one thing I thought about today was that how often am I basically just asleep at my chair at ufc events where the main event you know ends around like 12 30 whereas with this one i was not tired in the least when, on sunday yeah on a sunday when the atoms were were going at it and it was like what 12 15 or so so hey man even if it's long if it's entertaining and it's good man it'll keep you up i don't feel like we got gypped out of our money let's put it that way um no we did not by the way um yeah, they did Sunday. They wanted to. They don't want to do Sundays unless it's a holiday. But AEW didn't want to run against the U the UFC. Announced the same Saturday as they did, and they didn't want to run against the UFC because I think they recognize that they have a lot of crossover just because of the age group of who both of them are targeting, dudes in their early thirties, late twenties. So smarter them there, I guess. Um, they put on a better show than the UFC. Tell them that fucking much. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got, Marcus. Yeah, it's a good show for us this week. What do you think? 
Yeah, sure. Great show. He just zoned out after 30 minutes of wrestling talk. Hey, it was yeah, like I loved it. Loved 12 it. minutes, maybe. <laughs> hey, man. No, got, you got to watch AEW with us one time. Um, uh, maybe. Someday. Hey, you know what? Misha okay. Tate watched, and she said that she would really enjoyed Brian Danielson and John Moxley's first wrestling match she really liked, which is because they just hit each other. It was the whole wrestling oh. match. It's <laughs> uh, tie this back into MMA for you, Mark. Uh, they showed okay. Paige Van Zandt in the in the crowd at least five times. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that Paige Van Zandt's gonna wrestle. Like she's gonna yeah. sign up. She's gonna sign with them. So we'll see. The only thing I've really seen of AEW that turned me off was all the ATT stuff. I was like, oh boy, I don't need to get on this road at all. <laughs> I saw one hook match and I was like, that was fun. That that, oh, that I can get behind uh, the ATT stuff. Maybe not. Where you're talking to a couple hookers, your man. We're all about hook. <laughs> yeah, I I saw him wrestle some you know luchador guy in a mask. I was like, all right, this is short, sweet. Excuse me, that's Fuego del Sol. Put some respect yeah, on his was. name. No, I can't put any respect on his name. Like his name is Sunfire, master, <laughs> master of the tornado DDT. Okay, it didn't seem like it in that match. It looked like no, just he just got his ass beat. Guy. That's the only <laughs> thing I knew about him. Um, all right, guys, we're back next week. We're gonna talk about Batman and MMA, yes, I guess. Um, we are after all MMA podcasts. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this uh, listening every week, especially this week. Yeah. Um, play Elden Ring. If you're not, you probably should be. Wouldn't sure. you say? Why not? Everybody, people Give are on board. Shot. I'll probably rip yeah. off another hour before going to bed. Ooh, yeah, okay. there we go. It's late um, over there too. That's, I was gonna say, something. Mike's job not listening to this clearly. He's gonna show up tired at work tomorrow. Um, he puts in the full. Full yeah, we're gonna, work. Michael's we're gonna hard. see if the the Dagestani train of excellence continues here, man. We gotta if Ankalab is still gonna be on there, uh, barreling towards that championship. Um, till then, I was Doctor Law, it's DJ Mark. I was Lavender Gooms. See y'all next week. See ya. Peace.